Welcome to this week's Market Week in Review for the week ending August 14th, 2020. I'm your host, Laura Bardwick, and today joining us is Kara Ang, Quantitative Investment Strategist. Welcome, Kara, and thank you for joining us today. Hi, Laura. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Today, I was thinking we could cover three topics. First, the S&P 500 is at near record highs. So curious about what's going on there. Uh, Second, the fiscal stimulus is currently at a stalemate. And third, if we could hop on over to U.S.-China relations. Does that sound good to you? Sounds great. First and foremost, the S&P 500 almost reached record highs this week amid a global pandemic. What is going on? And is this rally justified? Sure. The S&P 500 rally is driven by some cyclical tailwinds that's outside of this week's news flow. Uh, Vaccine prospects are promising and could spark a hyperdrive recovery. In general, fiscal and monetary support is massive. Because of the global COVID recession, the economy has large amounts of spare capacity, which allows for a long runway of non-inflation growth with low interest rates. There is debate on the exact speed and magnitude of our subsequent recovery after the initial rebound, but the consensus is that earnings and economic data will directionally go up over the second half of 2020. That said, there are some watch points for this week. The market is starting to show some pockets of euphoric sentiment and some survey positioning and technical indicators. And although we're not at an extreme position yet, um, if optimism continues, we could have overbought conditions where risk on assets have disproportionate reactions to negative news. For example, if we see renewed trade tensions or the end of fiscal support, these catalysts could make the market vulnerable to a sell-off. Let's dig in more to that last point on the impacts of fiscal support. The U.S. government stimulus negotiations have stalled with Congress in recess until September. And last weekend, President Trump put forth a handful of executive orders in response to this negotiation gridlock. What's the potential impact on the economy and the markets? So two main points. One, bazooka stimulus was the backbone of our economic and market recovery. If government support were to end, the impact would be crippling. Two, recent presidential executive orders are not enough. Congress needs to pass a stimulus bill to prevent an economic cliff. On the first point regarding the importance of stimulus, we owe the strength of the initial economic and market rebound to fiscal and monetary stimulus. The U.S. equity market understood the policy backstop and rallied 50% over five months. Usually, household income falls headed into recessions. With the largest fiscal stimulus since World War II, U.S. disposable personal income actually rose, insulating the aggregate consumer from the COVID-induced drop in economic activity. When Uh, lockdown measures were eased, the consumer was in a financial position to be able to spend. Enhanced unemployment benefits expired the end of July, and uh, U.S. retail sales rose for a third straight month in July, but that rate of growth is slowing. We need additional stimulus to prevent a cliff in consumer spending. Initial jobless claims fell below 1 million for the first week since March lockdowns. Great progress to the labor market, but these claims are still high. Right. I remember Eric Ristabin highlighted last week that the U.S. unemployment rate had fallen to about 10 percent in July, but that's still comparable to peak GFC numbers. Yes, exactly. So going forward, without additional safety nets, the consumer, businesses and state governments may not survive an extended rough patch. Which brings us back to fiscal stimulus negotiations. Congress remained gridlocked before their August recess. Yes, negotiations were stalled for are going to be stalled for the next few weeks. 
Um, there are no constructive meetings scheduled before Labor Day. While both Democrats and Republicans agree on the need for additional relief for businesses and consumers, the parties disagree on the magnitude of that aid. Upon return, uh, another complicating matter is that Congress also needs to approve additional funding outside of coronavirus aid to avoid a government shutdown on September 30th. President Trump's executive orders over the weekend include uh, potentially $400 a week in enhanced unemployment benefits, $100 of which is funded by the state, uh, deferral of payrolls tax, eviction protection, uh, protections, and delayed student loan repayments. These executive actions may help little, but they're not enough. These orders have some legality and logistical issues. Congress controls federal funding. The $100 a, week's, uh, $100 a week unemployment benefits need state participation, and it could take weeks for the unemployed to receive those benefits. Consensus expectation is still that Congress will eventually agree on additional coronavirus stimulus packages. As Paul Eidelman communicated in previous Market Weekend reviews, we expect that the political parties will compromise somewhere between the $3 trillion package proposed by the Democrats and the $1 trillion proposed by the Republicans. Somewhere in the middle would still be massive support for businesses and consumers. Let's go ahead and hop topics to U.S.-China relations. Over this coming weekend, U.S. and China are expected to review their phase one deal. What are our expectations there? Tensions may be here to stay, but we don't expect a re-escalation of 2019's trade war. In last week's Market Meekman Review, Eric Ristabin discussed the U.S. ban against Chinese companies. This week, prominent U.S. companies voiced concerns that banning WeChat, which is pervasive in so many aspects of China's interactions, messaging, marketing, payments, commerce, that U.S. companies would be at a severe disadvantage doing business in China. Fortunately, China has been relatively reserved with sanctions. They're not hitting the agriculture purchases target set in the original phase one deal pre-COVID, but China is trying. We expect that trade talks this weekend will likely be uncontroversial. The, to uh, the talks are just a tail risk to keep an eye on. Well, let's hope so. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for joining us, Kara, and thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>